You know, if you look around, you quickly find broken hearts, broken dreams, broken homes, broken economies, broken systems, broken people. I'm broken in many places, and you are too. Now, we hate to admit this. So we spend enormous amounts of time and energy and resources trying to cover up, hide, and deny our human brokenness. Then every so often, we run out of steam, we get tired, and discouragement rushes in. But this broadcast is about what to do when that happens. Rather than giving up in despair, you need to look up to God. What you need is authentic hope. And I know where you can get it. This is Daily Hope, and I'm Rick Warren. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in a series called Shape to Make a Difference with part one of a message called Following Your Heart. It's taken from various portions of Scripture. And now, here's Rick. Now today we're going to look at the H in shape, which is your heart. And in Proverbs chapter 27, there on your outline, it says this. As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the person. Your heart is what makes you, you. Now when we talk about heart, we're talking about your interests, your passions, your desires, the emotional component of you, not your intellect, but the emotional component of you, your hopes, your dreams, your ambitions, that which motivates you to get up in the morning, what drives you, what excites you, what interests you. As I said, these are all the components of your heart. And your heart, the Bible tells us, affects everything you say, it affects everything you do, it affects everything you feel. And your heart is different than everybody else's heartbeat. Now this is true not just emotionally, it's true physically. Did you know that your heartbeat is slightly different than everybody else's heartbeat in the world? Just like you have a thumbprint and an eye print and a voice print and a footprint that's unique, you also have a unique heartbeat. It's just slightly different than everybody else's. That's not only true physically, it is true emotionally that there's some things that you're extremely interested in and other things you couldn't care less about. There are some things that are fascinating to you and you could think about them or talk about them for a long time and other things you're bored to tears. There's some things that really get you excited, that wind your crank, that turn you on, that get, you, get your juices running. And there's some things that, frankly, they just leave you flat. You've got no interest in them at all. And God gave each of us a different emotional heartbeat. We all like different things, so that way everything in the world gets done. If we all like to do the same thing, if we all had the same loves, the same interests, there would be a lot left undone in the world. But on the heartbeat, we're all different. Now let me just show this. For instance, how many of you would say, I don't just like dogs. I am a dog lover. I I really, really love dogs. Can I see your hands? All right, these are the dog lovers. You're probably sitting next to a cat lover. (laughs) Now, how many of you say, I'm not really into dogs, but I really, really love cats. I love cats. And I'm a fanatic about cats. Can I see your hands? All right. How many of you would say, I couldn't care less about either? (laughs) All right. Okay, 
See, we're all just different. How many of you would say, you know what? Like a fix, I have to have my football. I, I just love football. I gotta have my football fix, particularly in the fall. Can I see your hands? Yeah. How many of you would say, if football was never again on TV, I wouldn't miss it? Can I see your hands? <laughs> we just started some family feuds just there. I'll be doing marriage counseling after the last service. Well, the truth is we all, we all have different interests. How many of you think it's rude when people on the bleachers leave early, huh? <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in, you know, just, you know, every once in a while, even I do a commercial, what can I say? Now, there are some things you care deeply about and some things you couldn't care less about. And where do you think that came from? It came from God. God hardwired it into your system. All your interests, the, th- the hobbies, the sports, the things that in- God put that in you. In fact, the Bible says this in Philippians chapter two. It is God. It is God who produces in you The desires, that's your interests, your passions, your desires, your hopes, your dreams, your ambitions, that which excites you. It is God who produces in you these desires and actions that please him. God made you to be you. He doesn't want you being interested in stuff other people are interested in. He wants you interested in the stuff you're interested in. And he takes pleasure in enjoying you watch, he enjoys watching you enjoy his creation. God enjoys watching you receive enjoyment. Now, as I said, God placed this guidance system in you, your heart, this emotional component of your life that determines what you say out of the heart the man speaks and what you do and what you feel and all these things. Now, here's an important thing. I want you to write it down. When I do what God shaped me to do, two things. I enjoy it and I'm good at it. When I do what God shaped me to do, I enjoy it and I'm good at it. These are two things that help you determine your heart, what kind of heart God gave you. Now the first evidence of heart is that you enjoy it. You get pleasure in the things that God wired you to enjoy to do. You get enjoyment, you get satisfaction. The Bible says you delight in it. Now, I wonder how many of you really delight in your work. You feel, I was wired for this, I was shaped for this. I delight in my work. Most of the time, you have two attitudes toward your work. One of them is, good morning, Lord, and the other is, good Lord, it's morning. (laughs) Now, which of those you say tends to be dependent upon whether you are shaped for that work and you have a heart for it or not? You see, when you do what you love to do, Nobody has to pay you. You, Nobody has to reward you. You don't need a supervisor to do it. When you do what you love to do, you don't need external motivations. You don't have to have contests and competitions. You just flat out love doing what you're doing. You don't need any external, this is what I do. I pastor this church because I love to pastor this church. I was wired to pastor this church. I'm not going anywhere, I love this church. I do it for free. You don't, I don't take a salary here. You know, uh, you're, you're paid to be good, but I'm good for nothing. <laughs> and I do it because I love to do it. And people say, you ever gonna leave Saddleback? Of course not, I'm not gonna leave Saddleback. I love this church. It's what I was wired to do. 
On the other hand, if you've ever been in a job that you weren't wired to do, you weren't shaped to do, if you've ever been in a job you don't have the heart for, it's a drag. If you've been in a job that you don't have a heart for, it's just boring you to tears and you're going, oh, I got to get out of here. And it's just a real drag. Today, we're going to talk about how to follow your heart. Because your heart says a lot of God's will for your life. But the problem is our hearts get beat up, they get bruised, they get bumped around, they get broken. And we're going to talk about that. But one of the things that you know is that when you're doing what you, God gave you a heart to do, you flat out enjoy it. The other thing that you know you're doing what God made you do is you're good at it. If you're good at it, that's a pretty good indicator that God shaped you for it. You're productive. When you do what you have a heart for, you're creative, you're productive, you're effective. In fact, the secret of an effective life is simply this. Do what you love to do. Do what you love to do and you'll be effective at it. If you don't love doing it, you'll never be effective at it. People are rarely successful at things they hate doing. Rarely, because they don't have any passion for it. You know, the top athletes, why are they so good? Because they love doing it. God gave them the heart to run or jump or surf or play basketball or whatever. And the guys at their top of the field, the women at the top of the field, Olympic athletes, they don't do it for profit. They don't even do it for praise. They do it because of their passion. It is a passion with them. And that word passion is another word for heart. That when we talk about your heart and how God shaped you, it's your passion, that you're passionate about some things. And why is this important? Because only passionate people get things done. You're not gonna accomplish much in life unless you're passionate about it. Moses was passionate about setting his people free from Egyptian bondage. Paul in the Bible is passionate about sharing the good news with everybody in the world. A guy named Wilberforce, William Wilberforce, a Christian, was passionate about abolishing slavery from the British Empire, and he did it. You know, all kinds of, Gandhi was passionate about liberating his country from British rule and having an independent uh, India. A guy named Martin Luther was passionate about reforming the church in Europe, and the Reformation and the Enlightenment all came as a result of one man having a passion. And then another guy named Martin Luther King had a passion for equality and for justice and influenced the world. You only influence things when you're passionate about it. And so today we've got to look at uncovering those covered up passions in your life, those covered up interests in your life. Why? Because when you have a heart for something, you give it your best. If you don't have a heart for something, you don't. And the Bible calls this being fruitful. Look up here on the screen. Jesus said in John 15, you give glory to my father when you produce a lot of fruit. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to have a fruitful life? It means you're productive, you're effective, you're creative. And the only way you bring glory to God is when you do what you were made to do. And God looks down and says, you're doing it. And you enjoy it, and you're good at it, and it brings joy to you, and it brings joy to God. He says, you bring fruit, you bear fruit, you're productive. And he says, that gives me glory, it gives me honor. God made you to shine like a light in the world. 
He doesn't want you to cover up your talents and he doesn't want to cover up your passions, your hearts, your interests. It brings him pleasure. You were made to shine. Look at this verse on the screen. Matthew 5, Jesus says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds, what you were wired to do. Do the thing you were made to do. And he says, that's a witness that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Notice it doesn't say anything there about speaking. It says, let your light shine. Not speak your light, let your light shine before others so they may see, not hear, but see the good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. When people become what God made them to be, it brings glory to God. And people go, praise the Lord. You were made to shine. That's Rick Warren with just a portion of today's message called Following Your Heart from the series Shape to Make a Difference. We'll continue with more in a moment. But first, this broadcast isn't the only place you can get daily hope. Check out rickwarren.org to learn what it means to be saved. Listen to other Daily Hope broadcasts, request prayer, or shop our online store for CDs, Bible studies, MP3s, books, and more. You can also sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit us online anytime at rickwarren.org. You can also email Rick anytime at rick at rickwarren.org to share your story. More Daily Hope with Rick Warren in just a moment. How important is your shape to you? In his book, Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren talks about how important your own shape is. Your uniqueness as a person is your shape. Your shape is a combination of your spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Your shape. Need help understanding your unique shape? Working with Rick Warren, Pastor Eric Rees put together a six-session DVD and study guide called Shape, Finding and Fulfilling Your Unique Purpose for Life. This empowering teaching gives you the tools you need to unlock your God-given potential, and it shows you how to unfold a kingdom plan for your life. The Shaped DVD and Study Guide are in one kit and is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So please request your kit when you call. 800-600-5004. Tap into the you that God shaped you to be. Request your shaped study kit today. 800-600-5004. Daily Hope is a 100% listener-supported program, so thank you for your support to keep us on the station. Once again, here's Rick Warren. Now, we were all made to shine. You were made to shine, but as life goes on, you tend to get a little dimmer. You don't stay as bright as God intended for you to be. Now, what I mean by that, every person, everybody in sound of my voice, God has put certain passions in your heart, certain desires, certain dreams, certain ambitions, certain interests. And we all are different in these ways. But the problem is this. Most people have never, ever really acted on or fulfilled or attempted or developed or utilized their God-given passions, their interests, their dreams. In fact, we bury our dreams. God doesn't want that. What keeps you from following your heart? Well, before we can talk about how to follow your heart, we need to deal with five heart stoppers. These things are like spiritual cholesterol. They block your heart. They stop your passions. They cause you to conform to society rather than being the unique person God meant for you to be. What are they? Number one, the number one heart stopper is disappointment. 
disappointment. When you've been hurt, you tend to pull back into a shell and say, I'm never gonna let anybody else hurt me. And you give up on your dreams. You give up on your ambitions. You give up on your interests, on your passions. And you pull back into a protective mode that says, don't get hurt is the number one goal of life. Bad idea. You're not living, you're just existing. When you live in a shell like that, it's a self-imposed prison. And the Bible says, when I have an expectation and then it doesn't turn out the way that I intended, then I get disappointed. In fact, it says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred, that means a dream, an ambition, a desire deferred makes the heart sick. Well, at first you don't succeed, Welcome to the human race. You're normal. Almost nobody succeeds on the first try. But we often give up. And when we allow disappointment to come into our lives, it stops our heart. Number two is fear. Fear is the second heart stopper. It keeps you from being what God wants you to be. It's a self-imposed prison. Jesus told a story about this. He called it the parable of the talents. We actually get the word talent in English from this story out of the Bible. In the Bible, a talent was an amount of silver. It was a weight, it was an amount of money in silver. And he tells the story of this wealthy man who gives three servants, one servant, five talents, and one three, and and one one talent. And and he says, uh, go out and invest it. Make the most of what you've been given. That's what God says to you. Make the most of what you've been given. I'm not going to judge you according to anybody else, but make the most of what you've been given. One guy comes back, he's doubled his investment. God says, the master says, good job. Second guy comes back, he's doubled his investment. The master says, good job. The third guy comes back, says, well, I didn't do anything with it. He says, what? He says, no, I just buried it in the ground. He said, you buried your talent in the ground? Why? He said, I was afraid. It is fear that causes you to bury your talents. It is fear that keeps you from living your dream. It's fear that keeps you from attempting that goal. It's fear that corrals your passion and limits your vision and shrinks your heart. It's a heart stopper. There's a third thing and it's guilt. Oh boy, this is a big one. You cannot be guilty and go after your dream at the same time. Why? Because guilt drains you of enormous amounts of energy. It's like carrying a big sack of garbage on your back all the time. You're going to get tired because you're carrying around all the regrets of your past, all the shame of your past, all the guilt of your past. You cannot be confident and guilty at the same time. That's why people lose their confidence. They lose their confidence because they think, what if somebody else finds out? And who did I tell that to? And who did I tell that to? And I've always got to be protecting myself. And they lose their confidence because they're guilty. Now, friends, God never intended for you to walk around with a bunch of guilt and regrets. That's what Jesus Christ came to do, to forgive it all. And he came to earth and he was nailed to a cross so you can stop nailing yourself to a cross. He was hung up for your hangups. He died for all your sins so they could be completely forgiven. He's paid for them so you don't have to pay for them. And you can stop beating yourself up about it. Everything you've ever done wrong has already been paid for by Jesus Christ. That's called the gospel. 
Gospel means good news. It's the best news in the world. What's the best news in the world? Everything you've ever done wrong has already been forgiven. You just have to accept that forgiveness from Jesus Christ. Put your trust in him. That's called the good news. And when you do that and you realize everything I've ever done wrong or will do wrong, Jesus Christ has already paid for and forgiven and I all I have to do is accept it, what he did for me. Now that's gonna set my heart free. And I'm gonna move ahead and become what I've always wanted to be. Because I'm not carrying this garbage bag of guilt and regret and shame around and beating myself up all the time. You can stop beating yourself up. Disappointment, fear, guilt. These are heart stoppers. The fourth one is another big one, bitterness. Bitterness will eat you alive. It's worse than cancer. It is the worst heart disease you can have, bitterness. Because when you become resentful and you're always thinking about how to retaliate and get revenge and you're always thinking about that person who hurt you in the past, it keeps you stuck in the past. You can't get on with the present or the future because you're so hung up about that person who hurt you. Let it go. They don't deserve it, but you don't deserve it either. You don't deserve to be forgiven. God forgave you. It's not because they deserve it. You let them go because you need to get on with your life. When you hold on to hurt from the past, it's like driving a car looking in the rear view mirror. You're going to crack up. You're always looking in the past. Now listen, your past is past. There were people who hurt you in your past, and I'm sorry. As your friend and as your pastor, I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry you've been hurt. And God is sorry too about your hurt. But the fact is your past is past. And the people in your past can't hurt you anymore unless you allow them to. That's Pastor Rick Warren with Daily Hope. Tomorrow we'll continue with part two of his message, Following Your Heart from the series Shape to Make a Difference. But first, I want to tell you about the Daily Hope website, rickwarren.org. Log on there today and you can get today's entire message, get message notes, social media links, and sign up for Rick's free Daily Hope devotional. So visit us online anytime at rickwarren.org. Also, don't forget that Rick wants to send you a special gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. And it's the Shape to Make a Difference study kit by Saddleback Pastor Eric Reese, the perfect companion to the series you're hearing this month. We all have a shape, and Shape to Make a Difference gives you the tools you need to unlock your unique shape for doing what God has created you to do. This includes discovering your spiritual gifts, clarifying what you have a heart for, recognizing your abilities, defining your personality type, and understanding how your life experiences can all be used to help others. You're not supposed to be good at everything. You were shaped the way you are for a reason. When you tap into the way God has shaped you and the secrets of your own personal makeup, you'll discover the path to a life of unimagined purpose, impact, and fulfillment. So please request your copy of Shape to Make a Difference when you call with your donation to support this broadcast. 800-600-5004. Daily Hope is a 100% listener-supported broadcast, so your support is really important, and we want to show you how much we appreciate you by sending you the Shape to Make 
Make a Difference Study Kit. Call to request it today, 800-600-5004. And please consider giving just a little more to help keep Daily Hope on your station. And now with a quick preview of tomorrow's message, here's Pastor Rick. You know, last week, we baptized an 80-year-old woman out here after the service. We baptized after every service. She wanted to be a small group host. That's pretty cool, an 80-year-old small group host. And she said, you know, I just wish I'd learned years ago that we serve God out of our design, not out of duty. I wish everybody could learn that truth. That's next time. Be sure to join us again as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.